Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, super smart, Disney <laughs> Hall of Famer in her own right co-host, Michelle. Hi, everybody. Thank you, baby. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, January 5th, 20. 20. Yes, this is our first episode of the brand new decade. Yeah. Wow. I thought you were going to say new year, but yeah, it is a new decade. New, new year, new decade, everything. It's, uh, wow. Wipe the slate clean, start over. Yeah. Here we go again. Another right. year. And this is, uh, this. we just completed our first full year of doing this podcast. And we're looking forward to our second complete year of doing this show. Yeah. It's been so much fun, mm-hmm. right? Very much fun. We have a lot of great times with you, our Hyperion adventurers. We appreciate you every single week that you join us and help us out with so many Yay. things. In today's episode, you really helped us out a lot and we uh, really appreciate it. Right. I mean, I couldn't believe the response that we got. I mean, like the percentage of people that typically listen to us and who responded was crazy. You all are fabulous. You are all Hall of Famers in your own right out there. And we really appreciate you. And thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Yeah. And when you're there, you can even sign up for our newsletter. That's right. Our newsletter comes out uh, every week now. There was a couple of weeks when we were on vacation and everything that I did not send them out, but they come out every week. Uh, most of the time. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, well, I was on vacation. <laughs> I know. I'm just uh, kidding. Uh, but it has all the information about our show, what we've done in the current week, what we've done in the past, what we have coming up, and any other possible stuff that you might want to find out about and you might want to enter in a contest, whatever the case may be. We'd like to keep all of you who subscribe to that newsletter as informed as possible. Right. And we really love sharing with you all and interacting with you all. And in addition to our newsletter, there are other ways you can interact with us. That's exactly right. Good lead in, Michelle. Thank yes. You. <laughs> we also are very active on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, feel free to email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. We really love hearing from you. We really love the interactions, especially on social media. We've been very, so excited and pleased to be able to have that one-on-one with some people, even being able to meet up with people. We plan to do more of that in 2020. So it's great having this community to share with everybody. Yeah, we love our social media, our Hyperion Adventure community. We have so much fun with you all. You all chime in and help us out with so many things that we have going on with so many episodes, all this content. Uh, We really appreciate you and we'd love to hear more from you in 2020. Right. Right. And what we really love too is when you share the information about our podcast to your friends and family. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, that's the easiest way for people to find out about our show is just by telling a friend about it. Tell them you got this show. We like to listen to it. They give us tips on Disneyland. They give us tips on Walt Disney World. They give us tips on Disney Cruise Line. Or we just like, we find it fun to just to listen to Disney week in and week out. We find it fun listening to these crazy people. These crazy, (laughs) insane people. Well, one insane person (laughs) 
me one very, very smart uh, person who uh, does everything right and gives the best tips, has the best Disney stories. That would be Michelle. (laughs) The pressure. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So we have lots of stuff for you today, including one last look back at 2019. We'll share some of our favorite Disney moments from the past year. Speaking of the past year, we'll let you know the record-smashing number the Walt Disney Studios reached at the box office in 2019. Mm. An iconic character will be at the forefront of an upcoming Walt Disney World restaurant, and one of our favorite dining spots at the Disneyland Resort is now just a little bit more exclusive. Yes, special. But let's get to our main topic of the week, and that is we've been building up to this for months now, actually, and that is our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. So yes, we are inducting our inaugural class of our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame today. Thanks to everybody who took part in this, helping nominate people, getting down to the final ballot, and voting for these different films and different characters. We had so much fun with this, and we're looking forward to sharing the final results with you on today's show. Right, and hopefully you all feel like special judges, you know, really exclusive to this. Right. It, it (laughs) It was really fun, believe me, and we had a great time with you and... And, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to this list. I think you may be surprised by some of the names on the list. I think many of the names you'll be like, okay, yeah, definitely deserved. It doesn't shock me at all that this person, this film, this character, this film is on this list. But uh, it was interesting, actually, to see there were some characters that I thought, sure, were locks to make it and uh, did not make it in. So I know. But the good, I know. The good news is <laughs> this is not the last year we'll be doing this. We plan on doing this going forward and even expanding it as we go forward. Mm. So we're going to have a lot of fun with this in the years to come. If your favorite character, if your favorite film did not make it this year, there's always next year. That's right. It's kind of funny. I know we didn't plan it this way, but we're doing this award the same day the Golden Globes are. Yeah, that is kind of interesting the way it worked out in an award ceremony should we have red carpet you know should we have some of these characters and films walking the red carpet and I can act like Ryan Seacrest only way worse looking (laughs) and way way worse you dress up nice in a suit honey (laughs) (laughs) out there interviewing some of these characters and films as they move on in of course you would look wonderful in a gown in interviewing as well and I would have all the best questions because we always know Michelle has the best stories, best tips, and the best questions, for sure. You're so funny. You're so funny. And the other exciting thing is we're going to be doing our drawing for the prize. Yes, we'll be, uh, they, of course, for those of you who voted in the final ballot, anyone who wanted to be, you are entered into our contest for this. And we have all the names here in our Disney Vacation <laughs> Club lucky hat. Uh, that we will be drawing out of at the end of this segment. So I know, that's so funny. I almost think out. we should take a picture of that. That's pretty funny. Just all to prove that we're little... not just random. We're not just picking who our favorite is. Well, or... no, I was just thinking how funny, like how te- high tech we are. We here are high little, tech. little pieces of paper in an actual, you know, baseball cap type. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As the new thing on Diz Twitter has been uh, high res versus low res. Uh, apparently with our picking of our 
<laughs> contest. We are definitely low res. That's no. for sure. I don't know what, but I don't know the whole high res, low res thing, but definitely low res as far as who we pick as far as our contest winners. Yeah. And kudos to you for writing. I'm looking at all those papers. Oh my gosh. Writing names on each of those little pieces of paper. Not writing, computer. I don't know. Oh, okay. It you typed it and typed printed. it out. Cut, cut it, it myself. Oh, yeah. Printed okay. it. Cut it. Nice. Folded them up nicely okay. and neatly and put it in the hat. So that's a little bit more tech. <laughs> tech usage. A little more high res. You used Not really. a printer, a computer and a printer. Not really. But yeah, yes, I did use a computer and a printer. <laughs> we digress. I do I'm know sorry. how to do some things, uh, very few things, but that is one thing I do know how to do. Is nice. A computer and a printer. Most you, of the time. You, yeah, you know most a lot. And I'm sorry I didn't mean to sidetrack this. Um, no, it's fine. <laughs> the forward motion this here is all of fun. what we're doing. So let's, you know, let's enjoy this whole High Period Adventures Disney Hall of Fame ceremony as we go through right and we're gonna start but again i think it's just great too that every so many people participate oh yeah thank um, you yeah well, uh, well thank you again at the end of this but you guys are the best for yeah. taking part in this from the beginning to the end and we're gonna have much more fun with it and probably stress you out even more next year <laughs> I mean, we you pick through various we have lots of other categories i've come up with that we'll probably be using uh within the next year for the next class of the hyperion adventures disney hall of fame but we wanted to simplify it this year and so uh, this is just down to four categories, and we're going to start with our live action Disney property film. So that is any property that is currently owned by Disney. That includes Star Wars, includes Indiana Jones, any of the Fox properties, uh, and of course, obviously, the ones that were actually released by Disney itself. So let's get to our first inductee into the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame for Disney property live action films. Luke Skywalker and Han Solo rescued the princess, destroyed the Death Star, but their story didn't end there. Creators of the biggest smash hit of all time bring you the next episode in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. The continuing story of our band of heroes, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, C-3PO, R2-D2, and Chewbacca. And introducing Lando Calrissian. It's an epic of romance. Of heroes and villains. They cross trackless voids to unknown worlds. Galactic Odyssey against oppression. A big, new, sprawling space adventure in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. Coming to your galaxy next summer. 
I just love the classic, <laughs> classic trailers. If you listen to our Star Wars uh, Remembered series, like, you know, for A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, some of these classic trailers are so funny to listen to compared to the trailers now. But uh, yes, our first inductee into the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame for live action Disney property films is Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. And definitely that that is a well-deserved you know, win. Again, <laughs> I agree with you that that trailer was great. It was funny. Um, I love how he changed his voice really deep <laughs> at times. Um, but anyways, yeah, that film is wonderful. It does include so much. I, I, you know, I don't think we need to go through everything because we did talk about it in length in the past. But Thanks to everybody who did nominate and vote on that one because that was a definitely good pick. Definitely a worthy choice. Uh, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for sure. I think most Star Wars fans would rank that. If it's not their favorite Star Wars film, definitely in the top two or three for sure. Virtually everybody. And uh, definitely a worthy entrant into the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. By the way, just to let you know, I, th I think I forgot to mention this at the first. Uh, these had to... Uh, anyone who got into the Hall of Fame had to be on at least two-thirds of the ballots that mm -hmm. came in to make it through. And so there were some that squeaked by, some that made it through easily, but and there's some that just kind of didn't quite make it there. Uh, but uh, definitely Empire Strikes Back is deserving of being there for sure. Yeah. That is our first entrant into the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame for live action films. We only have one other that qualified, that made it through, that got wow. two thirds okay. of the vote to make it through for the live action Disney property films. And that next entrant is. Winds in the East, mist coming in. Like something is brewing, about to begin. I'll put me finger on what lies in store. I feel what's to happen. All happened before. Now about my wages. The reference here is very obscure. Very obscure. We must be very clear on that point, mustn't we? Yes, we must indeed. I shall require every second Tuesday off. It's a jolly holiday with Mary. No wonder that it's Mary that we love. Head up, Michael. Don't slouch. Just as I thought. Extremely stubborn and suspicious. <laughs> I am not. Well, you're out please, Michael. We are not a codfish. How about you? Very well. Hold this for me. As I expected, Mary Poppins practically perfect in every way. So yes, Mary Poppins, the original Mary Poppins, is our second entrant for live action Disney property films. And again, I know you agree with this Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Extremely worthy of being in our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, and maybe partly too because it was, it came out as a Disney film, whereas Empire Strikes Back is property owned. Uh, however, wasn't released as a Disney film. So this kind of holds a little bit more of, of that um, 
originality with the Disney properties. Um, but yeah, it's just a great story and it's a classic and who doesn't love Mary Poppins? Right. Uh, absolutely. It carries a little more Disney weight for you is what yes. you're saying. And I totally understand that uh, for sure. Uh, we decided to let people vote however they wanted to. If you just wanted to pick films that were originally Disney, you could. If you wanted to add in some of these films that were added later on, that's fine too. But uh, totally agree. Mary Poppins, very deserved. One of the greatest films of all time. Definitely one of the greatest Disney films of all time and very worthy of being in the Hall of Fame for sure. For sure. For sure. So that's it. That was it for the live action films. Those were the only ones that made it through. However, we did have some Disney live action characters, Disney property live action characters that made it through. Some interesting names were on this list. Let's get to the characters, the live action Disney property characters that are new entrants, inaugural class entrants into our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. And here is our first entrant. Yes, Indiana Jones, the man himself, Dr. <laughs> Henry Jones, is our first live-action hey. Disney property entrant into our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. And very fun. Very great choice. Um, and I could see where that would have an appeal, a very broad appeal for a lot of people who were voting. Yeah, he's just such a great character. I, I, I don't know if it came across as well in the sound bites because a lot of the stuff that's, you know, it's just so much action going through those films and so many just nuances, just looks 
from Harrison Ford, who of course plays Doc, uh, Dr. Henry Jones, Indiana Jones, or you know, just a, a gesture or the use of the whip or the gun, whatever it may be. There's just so many interesting things that go through there, but it, it, he is just a fantastic character. And again, another worthy entrant into the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. Totally agree. Yep. So there we have it. Let's get to our next live action Disney property character. I think Michelle's going to like this one as well. In every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. You find the fun and snap, the job's a game. And every task you undertake becomes a piece of cake, a lark, a spree. It's very clear to see. I would like to make one thing quite clear. Yes. I never explain anything. May I say you look lovely as always? Do you really think so? Nice to see you, Jack. Good to see you too, Mary Poppins. It's super califragilistic, expialidocious. Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious. Super califragilistic, expialidocious. Item four, you must be kind. I am kind, but extremely firm. Close your mouth, please, Michael. We are not a codfish. I think I'd agree with that. Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. I totally agree with that. And uh, again, classic character, fitting the movie that made it through. It totally makes sense and totally agree with that. Yeah. For that uh, entry piece that I put together there, I didn't actually use as many sound bites because I just thought that I wanted to get the singing in there because I think big part of what is so great about the original Mary Poppins and Mary Poppins Returns mm-hmm. for that matter, which this counts both Julie Andrews and Emily Blunt's portrayal of Mary Poppins right. in this, but the singing is such a big part of it that I wanted to be sure, but especially Julie Andrews singing uh, as Mary Poppins because it's just, it's stunning and beautiful. Right, definitely. And you know what? This kind of brings a thought. Maybe we need to have a song category. We are going to have many categories next right. year. And probably songs will be one of them. And we also, of course, love to do our song shows. Yes. Our five favorite different songs. And uh, we will discuss that in the year to come as we lead up into the next class of the Disney Hyperion Adventures Disney yeah. Hall of Fame. But we have one more live action Disney property character that received enough votes. And I will say that this character actually received more votes than anything else on this. I think a portion of this is, one, this is a great character, but two, it's kind of the category it was in. There was 
Um, you know, just kind of less to go against it, maybe. Let's go against this character. Lots of great characters, but I could see why this is on virtually everybody's ballot. Okay, do tell. So here we go. Our next entrance into the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame for live-action Disney property characters. Your Captain Jack Sparrow. You vanished from under the eyes of seven agents of the East India Company. You sacked Nassau Port without even firing a shot. Are you the pirate I've read about or not? I confess. It is my intention to commandeer one of these ships, pick up a crew in Tortuga, raid, pillage, plunder, and otherwise pilfer my Weasley Black Guts out. I said no lies. I think he's telling the truth. Because you and I are alike. And there will come a moment when you have a chance to show it. To do the right thing. I love those men. I like to wave at them as they pass by. This is either madness or brilliance. It's remarkable how often those two traits coincide. When you marooned me on that godforsaken spit of land, you forgot one very important thing, mate. I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. You are without doubt the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of me. Scarlet! Not sure I deserve that. So that's it then. That's the secret. Grand adventure of the infamous Jack Sparrow. He spent three days lying on a beach drinking rum. Welcome to the Caribbean, lad. Who was she? What? I may have deserved that. Why is rum gone? One, because it is a vile drink that turns even the most respectable men into complete scoundrels. Two, that signal is over a thousand feet high. The entire Royal Navy is out looking for me. Do you really think that there is even the slightest chance that they won't see it? Why is the rum gone? Gentlemen, Malik, you will always remember this as the day that you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow. That's got to be the best pirate I've ever seen. So it would seem. Bring me that horizon. And really bad eggs. Up me, hearty yes, Captain Jack hey. Sparrow from the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Just a fantastic, fantastic live action Disney character and an actual Disney from the beginning property. Right. And it coincides with attraction that is at the park. So it really ties in very nicely with Disney Company and all of its properties. Right. And I think you can argue that what would Pirates of the Caribbean, the franchise, be without Captain Jack Sparrow? I mean, yes. Did they kind of go over the top with him over the last few films as they progressed? Right. Maybe so. I think he changed a little bit from what he was as the original character in uh, The Curse of the Black Pearl to where he was near the uh, the final films. However, right. uh, still, uh, every time you see him on the screen, he just he captures the screen. He's oh, yeah. So good. What, a, what an amazing character. And, and it's just a ton of fun to watch him in these films. Right. Uh, so much fun and definitely another worthy yes. addition, very worthy addition to our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. So that's it for our live action property characters. Now we're moving on to the animated films. We're going to specifically start with the actual animated films. And we have three entrants into the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. Enough that got two thirds of the ballots. So they made it through into 
our Hall of Fame for at least our inaugural class. I think right. there'll be some more films to come in years to come as we as we do this show again next year. Right, in, in right. The years to come. That would make sense. As I say, to come 18 times. Uh, but <laughs> let, let's move on. Here we are, our entrance into the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame for animated Disney films. And we'll start with a true, true classic that I think many of you will appreciate deserves to be in the hall. Walt Disney Pictures presents its all-new 30th full-length animated motion picture. Is anyone here? Mama, there's a girl in the castle. Good. A girl. The classic story of Beauty and the Beast. He was a lonely beast, cursed by a mysterious spell, and she was the beautiful young girl who could set him and his kingdom free. She's the one. She has come to break the spell. They were two complete opposites. I don't want to have anything to do with him. She is being so difficult. Until something wonderful happened. There's something sweet. Straighten up. And almost kind. Show me the smile. But he was mean and he was coarse and unrefined. And now he's dear. You look so... And so unsure. Stupid. I wonder why I didn't see it there before. It's a story filled with fun. Oh, I beg your pardon. Adventure. Sacre bleu. Invaders. And dozens of wonderful new Disney characters. Keep it down. Featuring six new songs from the Academy Award winning composer and lyricist of The Little Mermaid. This holiday season, share the fun, the magic, and the music of an entertainment event you'll never forget. Disney's Beauty and the Beast. One of the best Disney films of all time. I think you'd agree, Michelle. Oh, totally. And the fact that it, you know, one, it was a great story. Um, It rejuvenated their animation. I know that they had had a period with... um, you know, Little Mermaid was also something that helped boost the animation film direction of the company. This, I think, also took it to a, a new level. They used a lot of different techniques, uh, incorporated computers with it. So it was really very original, both in the storyline and how they created that film. Just a, a classic, classic, wonderful film. Like you said, a wonderful story, great characters. The music is phenomenal and stands up to this day it's just so good um i i just love this movie it's one of my favorites personally i i I, depending pick which day you're talking to me on this could be my favorite disney animated film you know they they will fluctuate from day to day on what is my favorite you know it's still hashtag real men love frozen (laughs) uh but uh this is definitely one of the tops and and so deserved of being there you know if you've watched and you can check it out on disney plus now uh waking sleep Beauty, which is a lot of talk of the Disney animation renaissance through the late 80s into right. the 90s. And part of it, what they discussed this film and how they're creating it. And they released it, I think it was at the New York Film Festival, when mm-hmm. it wasn't even completed yet. There were still sketch drawings right. within it. And it received a standing ovation at the end. Spoiler alert for the show. <laughs> but uh, just, it just told you how great this film was that it got so much hype you know, before it was even really released, before it was even really completed. Right. You know, and it also was one of the initial films that showed the female as a strong, intelligent character. Um, so I think that 
added another element to it that people really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. A great film and very yeah. worthy of being in the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall For of sure. Fame. Next, we move on to a groundbreaking film that was released a couple, eh, about four years after uh, Beauty and the Beast was out. And uh, I think this one also. A very worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. Sergeant? Yes, sir. Establish a recon post downstairs. Code red, repeat. We are at code red. Recon plan, Charlie. Execute. Move, 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 move. It's a... It's a big one. Walt Disney Pictures presents a totally new animated motion picture event. Star Command, come in. Do you read me? The story of two toys. Oh, there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Hello? Oh, yeah! Ah! Headed for a showdown. My name is Woody. This is my spot. I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. You are a child's plaything. You are a sad, strange little man. And playing by their own rules. Draw. Me again. I don't like confrontations. Buzz, look an alien. Where? (laughs) You're mocking me, aren't you? Impressive wingspan. Very good. <laughs> oh, what? What? He can't fly. Yes, I can. Can't. Can. Can't. 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 This holiday season, the adventure takes off when toys come to life. To infinity and beyond. Toy Story. Look out! Can. Once again, uh, just a spectacular film. I know it's one of our favorites. We've watched it even to this day over and over and over again. Uh, I can't get enough Toy Story. Right. It's definitely Scott's favorite as well. Um, yeah, I agree. It was it was revolutionary. There was nothing that had that look to it with animation before. It just, I, I think the lifelikeness of it was what made it so unique. And the story was phenomenal. I remember it just cracking up in the theater the first time I saw this. I just couldn't contain myself from LOL, laughing out loud. (laughs) (laughs) This was so funny. Yes. Uh, Well, and so much nostalgia there with all these toys that uh, if you're a kid, maybe you were playing with them when when this film came out. If you're an adult, you remember playing with a lot of these toys. I mean, not everyone was an actual uh, toy that was realistic, but there's so many that are similar to ones you played with or actual uh, toys that you played with at some point right, in your right. life to see them come to life. And again, the animation groundbreaking, uh, it changed animation. Uh, some people will say for the worse, uh, but I think it, it changed it for the better in many regards. And I, I right. love, 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 love Toy Story and it's a worthy entrance in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, it, it did. For me, it it reminded me a lot of the toys that my older siblings played with. So it was kind of funny seeing some of those things. Um, but yeah, it, it really did change animation so much. And it showed the animators that even though using computers is something that can help provide that, that tool or that medium animators are still necessary. Yeah, no, definitely. That's definitely true. And uh, again, a lot of that is also in Waking Sleeping Beauty and also the Pixar story. If you mm-hmm. want to look that right. up all on Disney Plus right now, uh, check those out if you're looking Great for Great documentaries. Yeah. If you're looking for something interesting to find out about how these films, about how these companies uh, either went through a period of rebirth or actually grew into what we know them as today. Right. And, and those documentaries also 
touch on the people mm-hmm. too. So not just, you know, the company and its decisions, although those are, are definitely covered there, but they're great uh, documentaries sharing stories of people. For sure. Totally agree with that. So we have one more film left, one more animated Disney film that made it into our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. Another classic, kind of around from the same period of time. Uh, I think it's one that we love and it's got great characters and I think you'll all enjoy this. Three years ago, we took you on a magical journey under the sea. Last year, we took you to a place where a beautiful girl looked into the heart of a beast and found the man of her dreams. Now, come with us and enter a whole new world beyond your imagination where a boy discovers a magic lamp and a genie who can make all his dreams come true. 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. Whoa! So what'll it be, Master? I must have hit my head harder than I thought. Walt Disney Pictures presents Aladdin. You're a genie? That's right. He can be taught. You never had a friend like me. (laughs) Imagine a whole new world of excitement. Imagine carpet. Danger. Whoa, carpet, let's move. And enchantment. It's the story of a poor from the streets and a beautiful girl from a palace. Princess Jasmine. They were two very different people. The law says you must be married to a prince. Brought together by one incredible wish. What is it you want most? There's this girl. Pretty? Beautiful. Say, l'amour. But she's the princess. To even have a chance, I'd have to be... Say the magic words. Genie, I wish for you to make me a prince. Alright! Hang on to your turban, kid. We're gonna make you a star. Prince Ali. But the evil sorcerer Jafar has learned the secret of Aladdin's power. He has the lamp. And he'll stop at nothing to steal it away. It's time to say goodbye. We'll just see about that. This is not done yet, boy. Imagine the world at your command. Genie, I need help. Jasmine won't even let me talk to her. No! Only to discover the greatest power is within. Remember, be yourself. Do you trust me? Aladdin, featuring six new songs from the Academy Award-winning composer of The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. Come over here, big group hug. Group hug. Never, ever, Coming this holiday season, Walt Disney Pictures, Aladdin. You ain't never had a friend like me. I just love, again, the tra- you can tell that those three films all came from right around the same time because the trailers are so very similar right. in, in the way they're <laughs> laid out, in the voice that uh, does the announcing for it, the narration of it. But uh, despite that, uh, I, I find that, that another great film, uh, Robin Williams, God, we right. miss you so much. Such... He brought so much life to that movie. We were, we were watching it again just a week or so ago. Right. And it's just so good. Yeah. And it's funny when listening to that trailer again, thinking about that particular character and how different that movie would have been. I mean, I think he brought the success to that film. You know, he carried such a strong part of the heart in that film. That and uh, Alan Menken's 
uh, music again, right. uh, as we heard also in uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Howard Ashman had a little part in this, but he had unfortunately already uh, reached his great reward at this right. point. Um, so such a sad uh, loss of early in his life. But uh, um, still, uh, the music, and again, more spectacular right. music. This was right when Disney was in that renaissance period where everything was coming out and just virtually every film they were producing was gold. And this is another brilliant one and a, another fantastic entrant into our Hyperion Adventures Disney yes. Hall of Fame. congrats. Yes, so that's it for the films that made it through. Again, if your film didn't make it through this time, Next year, vote for them. Vote, 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 <laughs> Get your vote, friends vote. to vote. <laughs> vote. Vote early, vote often, as they always say. Uh, get out there and, and get these films in. But I think all these so far, I think we'd all both agree, they're they all, all valid and Definitely. belong in our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. So now we're moving on to animated Disney characters. I'm going to start off by saying we originated this and we said right off the bat, look, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, Goofy, Pluto, Daisy Duck, the Sensational Six, right. all grandfathered in. They are just so great. They're wonderful. They they are Disney. Right. They've made Disney what it is from back when Mickey and Minnie first started. Uh, they deserve to be in. So we just grandfathered them right in. So right. they were completely off our ballots. They are already in our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. Don't you worry about that. However, we have another couple characters, just two, mm. that made it through. I, any guesses? Hmm. That's a tough one. Well, because there's so many good ones. I would want to say five or six of them. I'm a, I was a little shocked that uh, only two made it through. Yeah. I thought sure that there, but I guess we, there were a lot of uh, characters on this list, a True. lot of beloved characters on this list. It was tough, you know, to differentiate. Some people like other characters more than others. And like I said, it needed to be on two thirds of the ballot. So uh, some of these just missed out by maybe two or three votes wow. possibly could have made it in. But these are the two that did get enough votes to make it in. And I'm going to start something that's well we just kind of heard a second ago ten thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck well alibaba had them 40 feet sherry's out had a thousand tails master you in luck cause up your sleeves you got a brand of magic never fails i'm telling you nice to be back ladies and gentlemen hi where are you from what's your name uh, Aladdin. Aladdin. Hello, Aladdin. Nice to have you on the show. Can we call you Al or maybe just Din? Oh, how about Lottie? Sounds like here, boy. Come on, Lottie. <laughs> I must have hit my head harder than I thought. They never had a friend like me. Life is your restaurant. I'm your melody. Come on, whisper what it is you want. You ain't never had a friend like me. Yes, sir. We pride ourselves on service. You're the boss, the king, the shop. Say what you wish, it's yours, true dish, about a little more bother. That fez and best combo is much too third century. These patches, what are we trying to say? Beggar? No. Let's work with me here. Ooh, I like it way much. Had a friend like me. Emergency. The exits are here, 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 anywhere. Keep your hands and arms inside the carpet. We. So yes, Genie from the film we just talked about, Aladdin. 
Uh, so worthy of making it through. I love Jeannie. I love Robin Williams. This film was did such a good job of just taking Robin's frenetic energy yes. and just putting it to such good use. I remember the arguments at the time of like, will this stand the test of time? Because there's so many things that are kind of, we're in that time period right. of 1992 when this happened. But still, it stands up to this day. He is so good in that role. Jeannie is so good. Yeah, the talent that he brought to this film was definitely great. Made it so wonderful to watch. And I agree with you. It's, it stands the test of time. I appreciate everybody who voted for him because it definitely is, as you said, a worthy winner. And what would, I mean, yes, okay, Aladdin, Jasmine, you know, The Rug, Abu, right. the Magic Carpet, I should say. Uh you know Jafar they're, they're great characters they're good but yeah. what would this film be I know without Genie yeah. driving it along and waiting for his next great bit even moving on to say the Broadway play or what we've seen on the Disney cruise ship or whatever right. the Genie is always the star yes. and you always have to have someone super entertaining playing that role even to the live action film now with Will Smith which most people will tell you it was the best part of the live right. action film as well the Genie drives this film and uh, Robin Williams, Jeannie himself, just such a great character. Right. As I said, that's the character that has the heart and brings the heart. Yes, absolutely true. Speaking of bringing the heart, I think that uh, you'll agree that this next character that made it uh, our final entrant of our inaugural class into our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame, this one for animated Disney characters, this one definitely brought the heart to their film. <laughs> Woody, he's been my pal for as long as I can remember. Hello? Oh, yeah! Ah! Whoa! Hey, whoa, 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 whoa! My name is Woody, and this is Andy's room. He's brave, like a cowboy should be. Let go of the plane! What, are you crazy? Just pretend it's the final episode of Woody's Roundup! But it was canceled! We never saw if you made it! Well, then let's find out together! kind and smart. Wait a minute. Being a toy is a lot better than being a, a space ranger. Yeah, right. No, it is. Look, over in that house is a kid who thinks you are the greatest, and it's not because you're a space ranger, pal. It's because you're a toy. You are his toy. But why would Andy want me? Why would Andy want you? Look at you. You're a Buzz Lightyear. Any other toy would give up his moving parts just to be you. You've got wings. You glow in the dark. You talk. Your helmet does that, that, that whoosh thing. You are a cool toy. But the thing that makes Woody special is he'll never give up on you. Hey, you guys, come with me. What? Andy will play with all of us. I know it. Woody, I, I, I don't know. I... Wouldn't you give anything just to have one more day with Emily? Come on, Jesse. This is what it's all about, to make a child happy. And you know it. He'll be there for you, no matter what. You're right, Prospector. I can't stop Andy from growing up. But I wouldn't miss it for the world. Ride like the wind, Bullseye! You saved the day again, Woody. Woody always saving the day. Yes. And Woody always bringing the heart 
to the Toy Story franchise. Oh, definitely. And, you know, like you said, he brings the heart and soul. Um, and he plays, as, as they were describing, so many different roles. You know, obviously he's a companion and he's, you know, kind of the conscience of a lot of, of the characters as well. And it's just great seeing that diversity of functionality in that one character uh, throughout the, the series. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the development of Woody. I mean, I think... Uh, I've heard this out there and I kind of agree with it. I think that Toy Story franchise is the story of Woody right. and his life cycle, his development uh, through it from where he starts it, you know, from the original Toy Story on Toy Story mm-hmm. 2, Toy Story 3, and now on to Toy Story 4, which, uh, spoiler alert, kind of completes his cycle right. uh, in many regards. And who knows if they'll, you know, he'll show up in other things, if they will make another film. You never know. Right. Uh, but I, that's the way I kind of feel about it. Um, you, you know, it, it's funny. And again, we'll go back to some of these things when we were talking about uh, uh, Waking Sleeping Beauty and whatever. When we originally had Woody cast... Uh, they kind of had him really ornery and kind of right. mean and they kind of had to rewrite his character. You'll still see that a little bit in the original Toy Story, a little bit of that kind of is left over. But as you see him go to the film and finish of that film and then into two and into three and right. four, uh, you just see him develop so much. Right. I mean, and again, that that documentary really describes, you know, kind of the whys and how it changed. But you're right. It, You know, they, they finally did hone in on the correct type of character to have Woody portray and they nailed it in the series. Yeah. Uh, Woody, again, was one of the highest receiving votes of all the characters out there. Uh, and it, even in the, when we went through the nomination process, right. uh, multiple, multiple, multiple votes uh, for Woody to be part of this list and definitely a fantastic entrance into the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. So that's it. That is our inaugural Yay. class. I want to thank everybody who took part in this from the nomination process through the final voting process. We couldn't have done this without you. You are all wonderful. We appreciate you so much and we appreciate, well, we appreciate you all so much, but we do have one person as part of this that we are going to give that exclusive D23 Expo Star Wars, the Rise of Skywalker poster just for taking part of this. Right. And I had the trusty Disney Vacation Club hat here. Oh, wait, and so we're falling out of there. Michelle is going to right. take a name out of there and she's going here to read it. Go. And we're going to see who is the winner of that poster. It is... Amy from Leesburg, Virginia. Amy. Oh my God, you're kidding. Amy, you just won this poster. So Amy, (laughs) congratulations. I know you're going to love this poster. We will be in contact with you about how to get that to you wow, as how soon funny. as possible. Yeah, so that's exciting that's news. Great. So we love Amy. Amy's actually been on the show a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, well, we had a lot of people participate, and we really appreciate that. Sorry that not everybody could get a prize. Um, and we enjoyed this journey of doing this, mm-hmm. having the interactions with people, and some of the, the comments that you've made along the way have really you know, made us happy and fun experience right it's been a fantastic i know we tortured you some of you having to decide between <laughs> some of these favorite characters that are so beloved and to have to uh leave some off of your list or whatever but i think you'll all agree that our list that of entrants who've made it through are pretty good now if there's a couple uh characters or films that didn't quite make it through well we're doing this again next year so right. you'll have another chance to get them in into our second class of the hyperion adventures disney hall of fame but again thank you so much uh we really appreciate all you who took 
part in this. Now, we know that we have reached 2020, okay? But we this is our first show of the new decade, the new year, whatever you want to call it. We wanted to take one last look back at 2019, which is a pretty cool year as far as Disney-wise. I think you'd agree, Michelle. Yeah, definitely. Very exciting year. I know that at our last episode, we were talking, uh, our previous episode, we were talking about things to look forward to in 2020, but it is kind of fun to go back and reflect on all the excitement uh, of 2019. Yeah, we had a fun year. Lots of great stuff happened, and we thought we'd go through quickly our, our five favorite events, Disney moments from 2019. These could have been uh, something that is uh, just just Disney. It was just a landmark Disney moment, or it could be something that affected us personally in some way, shape, or form. And we also have a couple of listeners who chimed in as well. So we're going to go through this just kind of really quickly here because we just wanted to take one last look back at the prior year. So let's start with our five favorite things. And we always start with Michelle because <laughs> Michelle always has the best list. So let's get to Michelle's fifth favorite Disney moment from 2019. All right. And I really, you know, I, I kind of went back and forth of what I wanted to include in this list. So um, I really did just do five things about the Disney company um, rather than my personal moments. Um, I, I had some personal moments, so that yeah. may be a little more. I was having uh, a hard. We, as always, we have a good balance. Right. I, you know, and I was having a hard time. Then, it, you know, I kept finding one was being more swayed one way versus the other. So I thought, all right, let me just talk about the Disney sure, company. Sure, makes sense. So um, my number five is Epcot Forever. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, you know, I was glad that they did create that transitional show, you know, um, because I do think it was time to, you know, retire Illuminations and I'm looking forward to Harmonious. Um, but I thought they did a great job here. It's n no, it's not the most impressive nighttime show. I'll, I'll give you that. It's it isn't. But if you have a history with Epcot Center, um, then you can really appreciate what they brought to this. You know, we've said it before. It's kind of like the love song to Epcot. And I really think it was fun that they did kind of bring some of that nostalgia to this as they prepare for the next show that is expected to be a very big show. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought that was really fun that they did that. Yeah, uh, so much. Appreciated. Yeah, so much Epcot nostalgia involved in that show. I know it affected you both times when we saw it. One on the uh, Disney live stream that they had when they first debuted it. And then of course, when we actually saw it live on our last trip in December, that right. it affected you emotionally very much. And I, I loved it too. I mean, again, it feels like a very transitional show uh, into the next show. Uh, but the heart behind it, getting to hear, the, you know, see the fireworks and the kites and everything uh, put to some of these classic songs from these classic attractions right. and classic times at Epcot. Um, I could see why that would be on your list right. for sure. So it also is kind of a, I guess, a personal yeah. element. I, I think it is a personal yeah. more than you think it is. Right. Anyway. And okay. your number five. My number five was the release of Avengers Endgame mm. because uh, that was such a spectacular movie. It was done so well. Uh, I was so excited to see it. It paid off in so many regards. It was a great close to that phase of Marvel to 20 years of build up in films. I just loved it so much. And of course it did end up breaking the record for the box office record for Disney and uh, just, just, just a great, great film. And that was a big, big thing for me. Right. I agree with that. I can see that it really was pretty phenomenal. Um, it, it just really how it rolled out and everything. I, I agree with you. It was really impressive and I can understand why it broke the box office records and it was 
again, it also had heart to that movie. It had the nostalgia of bringing the original characters more to the forefront than some of the other prior Avenger films together too. So yeah, I could see that kind of being a little of both. Yeah. So I made my list as my number five spot. Michelle, what is your number four? So my number four was the addition of a new restaurant Topolino's Terrace. Um, And we talked about that recently, so I don't want to get into a lot of detail. Uh, If you hadn't heard some of our other episodes about uh, the Riviera Resort, this is the restaurant that's a rooftop restaurant. And, you know, we we did really detail it in the past, but the food is really special. You know, it's unique in that it it is incorporating dishes from Southern France and Italy influences. So that's kind of unique that you don't see other places at Disney. Uh, The cast members are phenomenally warm. Uh, And as we say all in the past, you know, talking to them, everybody has a story. And we were very fortunate with, um, you know, the, the cast member that spent the most time with us there had a phenomenal story and it was great that she shared that with us. The setting of Topolino's is beautiful. You know, what you you see from up there and they have a lot of uh, glass windows that you can see from pretty much everywhere that you sit in the restaurant. Um, the other thing that we really were was impressed with was the fact that even with a very full room, we were able to hold a conversation at the table without any issues. So uh, it's a restaurant that really encompasses a a fun, unique, and delicious menu, great cast members, beautiful setting. It has it all. And again, I think you're, 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 you're you're discounted how much you're putting your personal feelings about this and how it affects you personally into this. But I do believe it. I love that part. And yeah, we love Topolino's Terrace. We had a great time there and we look forward to going back when we, our next Walt Disney World yeah. uh, vacation. I mean, I just thought it was a hit of a restaurant. We tried some of the other newer things too. And this one seemed to stand out. Yeah, it was good. Uh, a great new restaurant. Uh, I highly suggest you uh, on your next Walt Disney World trip uh, journey over there. If you can get a reservation for dinner or even for the character breakfast, which I heard is really spectacular mm-hmm. as well. Or even if you just want to pop in there, come on the Skyliner. It drops you right off at the Riviera and just head up to the lounge for right. a, a cocktail or just to watch the fireworks. It really is a good spot to go check it out. So uh, definitely stop by Topolino's. Yeah. Okay, your number four. My number four was our June trip to the Walt Disney World Resort with my family because uh, I had family with us and you may have gone, if you listen back to our June episode where we actually brought them on right. and kind of discussed the trip a little bit, uh, we just had such a great time exposing them. Who they, They've been so used to going to Disneyland, uh, the Disneyland Resort for so long to kind of show them the Walt Disney World right. Resort and have them experience a little bit. And it just was a wonderful time with them. We always love spending time with, the, with my family. And uh, that was a really nice vacation. And it just was a special moment uh, for me and I believe for you as well. Definitely. And when I was just mainly doing, um, you know, touching moments, that was definitely high on the list. Um, you know, I, I know that it, you know, taking somebody to the resort who hasn't been or haven't been in a long time, it's a whirlwind of an experience. And they were great at going through all the massive plans that we had. Um, and it was 
fun being with them. They brought joy to us being there. Um, it was fun seeing some things through their eyes as a first time. So I think it was really a very special, special time for us. Indeed. Uh, obviously, by the fact that it's number four on my list, I, I couldn't agree more. It's It was just a really spectacular trip. I, again, like you said, it was a whirlwind. We had to rush through a lot of things. They were only there for... Uh, four or five days. So right. we kind of had to, you know, hustle through some things as opposed to a long, luxurious trip at Walt Disney World Resort. But it was just a blast. And again, it was so great to experience that uh, with them. And like you said, through their eyes. So that is my number four. Michelle, what is your number three favorite Disney moment from 2019? Um, my number three was uh, seeing and experiencing the renovated rooms at some of like the all-star resorts. Uh, we went to the All-Star Movies in January. We did have a chance to stay at one of their newly renovated rooms. It was impressive, their use of space. I really appreciated that, you know, how they had the Murphy bed. And then when it was upright, it was actually part of the table setting. And I thought, what a great use of space. Because, you know, when everybody's up and awake and moving around, that's when you need all that floor space in that area. And so being able to utilize that in a more efficient way, I thought was great. Um, I like that, you know, with the mini fridge and the coffee maker and everything was made it much more convenient too. I just was really impressed with how they made those changes. Yeah. And we were, we were just like you said, very impressed by uh, the renovations there by the all-star resorts, even though we mostly go and use our Disney vacation club points right. when we stay now, uh, definitely a, a place we would stay again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, you know, the opportunity arose or, or whatever the case may be, um, definitely enjoyed it and was happy that we got to check that out on definitely. our January trip for sure. Uh, my number three was D23 Expo 2019, mm. which I yes. love D23 Expo, both 2017 and 2019. We had such a great time. It's such a wonderful uh, coming together of the entire Disney community for Disney announcements, Disney fun. It's If you haven't ever been, when they hit, when we get to D23 Expo 2021, um, I, I can't recommend more that you go check it out as a Disney fan. It's just a blast. Yes, is it a, will you have to wait in a lot of lines? Of course, it's Disney. You have to wait in a lot of lines. Uh, will it be crowded? Yes, but it's crowded with Disney fans who are positive, who are having, right. who are, you know, soaking in all this energy. It's just such a blast to go through. You will be wiped out by the end of it, but it'll be a worthy exhaustion for sure. Right. It, it's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, it also gives you, affords you the opportunity to, you know, um, do cosplay if you're into that. Like you said, the energy of people being uh, really thrilled and, and loving of Disney is fun. Uh Yes, you mentioned lines, but this year they also, through their reservation system, made some changes to try to minimize some of that impact on people. And I thought that was a great change that they made this time for it. And I agree with you. It almost made my list. It definitely is uh, amazing adventure to do D23. I just did my list mostly personally, and that was personally one of the biggest moments for me of the year. I just, it was just such a great few days at uh, Anaheim, at the Anaheim Convention Center. And I just, I am so excited for when we find out when, where D23 Expo 2021 will be, whether it'll be in Anaheim, whether it'll be in Orlando, if it's someplace else around the across the country. Uh, so excited for it and can't wait to experience it once again. Totally agree with you. 
So that's my number three. Let's get to Michelle's number two Disney moment from 2019. Right. So my number two was the addition of the Oogie Boogie Bash. You know, it's fun having a new themed Halloween party. And, you know, what better than Nightmare Before Christmas? I mean, we love that movie. And it definitely plays into the wheelhouse of, you know, that holiday. Um, It was also fun seeing that they they moved the party over to Disney California Adventure Park, you know, and I thought that was kind of great that they, you know, incorporated the theming of that park as well. And, you know, did they have a few little glitches at first? Yeah, it's their first time. Um, But it was totally fun. They did a great job making it enjoyable for everybody that was there. And so that's why it made my number two. Right. And a great uh, new World of Color show that was involved right. in that. It was just, it was really a great night. Really fun. Uh, it could have been on my list. Yeah, a it lot was, of great detail. Right. Uh, really had a great time. We were out there with uh, Rob and Kim LaBerry, who, of course, Rob has been on the show many, many times. Right. Uh, they were happened to be in town, and we were lucky enough to experience it with them for the first time. It was just really, really a wonderful, wonderful uh, nighttime ticketed event and, right um, look forward to hopefully they'll do it again coming up in 2020 right and i think that again because we got to enjoy this with such a wonderful couple who are dear near and dear to our hearts i think that also made it special and bumped it up to number the top of my list number two completely agree my number two was just basically the release of disney plus because mm. we've hardly watched anything else since disney <laughs> plus has debuted we've got to watch so many shows we've loved from the past so many movies we've loved from the past so many new shows and new films that have just been distributed just because of disney plus uh, it just, it, it, what a groundbreaking thing. I mean, not groundbreaking. I mean, there's been streaming services before, but for Disney to release something so big uh, that, you know, really strikes at the heart, not only just of, of Disney fans, but uh, of people who enjoy good shows, good movies, families, right. uh, just really, really, I love Disney Plus so much. Yeah, I agree with you. It definitely, you know, brought a new element of streaming. I think the fact that it was priced very reasonably, made it, you know, available to a lot of people. And like you said, it has so much of, you know, the nostalgia, it has fun things from the past, it has new things, new characters that we're all falling in love with. Um, So yeah, it's that was an exceptional change in 2019 yes uh just a just a big moment the drop of that in november of 2019 right. and seeing the outpouring of people i mean it's really changed what you've watched on at least see on social media between the mandalorian right. and some of these other shows people commenting on it uh really been an interesting year and uh, you know thank you disney and thank you disney plus for uh providing such great content so now we get to the nitty-gritty let's get to our number one of course michelle's will be the best number one <laughs> disney moment from 2019 michelle what is your number one I, I for some reason i have a feeling we might be tied on this Probably. one i put opening of galaxy yeah Edge. that's my number one <laughs> how could it not be seriously i know right um in fact when we when we were creating this topic i almost said maybe we shouldn't have this as a list but i didn't want to influence since we weren't sure which direction each of us would go with the top list anyways. But I mean, yeah, obviously it's an uh, amazing new land that they have there. You know, it, it brings so much 
of what people really wanted to do and feel in, in an immersive situation for sure. But it also the whole process of how they went through the opening, you know, at both parks, both at, you know, Disneyland Resort here and Walt Disney World in, in Orlando, you know, how they were very responsive in trying to make things better and easier, you know, and, and it was an undertaking that no other company has done like that, you know, and, and so you didn't have some history to say, oh, how do we make this easy for people? So I thought the fact that they tried a lot of different techniques, and even with the addition of Rise of the Resistance, how they adapted some processes to that, really showed that this company was trying to create an experience that people would really love and enjoy. Yeah, and we do really love and enjoy Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, uh, Black Spire Outpost on the planet of Batu. Uh, and you know, the fact that we were lucky enough, and part of the reason why it's number one on my list as well, is that we were blessed enough to be able to go opening weekend, not day one, but day two, mm-hmm. uh, to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at uh, Disneyland Resort. And the fact that it also coincided with the one-year anniversary of our podcast, Podcast, I so know. We were able to kind so of weird. review it, come, come home from, uh, you know, take a transport back from Black Spire <laughs> Outpost home and uh, be able to discuss it was just fantastic. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, from uh, Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, Oga's Cantina, Docking Bay 7, Food and Cargo, Ronto Roasters, right. everything that you can do with the Play Disney app out there, just walking down the marketplace and now culminating with. Uh, the opening of Rise of the Resistance, uh, which is about to open here at the Disneyland Resort coming up just uh, a couple weeks from now. Yeah. Uh, it, it just is a magnificent land. As Star Wars fans, we love it so very much. Um, could they use like a, a sit-down uh, table service restaurant? I would love to see that. But just right. as it is, it is fantastic. I love it. We love visiting it as often as we can. We love that we got to go finally visit the Walt Disney World right. version of it here just a couple of weeks ago and we can't wait to visit it again. Yeah, totally agree with that, you know, but yeah, it was impressive. I mean, obviously with anything new there's going to be some challenges and some things that didn't work out, but that's just part of trying yeah. something new. Yeah, but I think that people uh, agree. And if you haven't been on Rise of the Resistance yet, it's going to blow your mind. So um, look forward to that once you get your chance to go to the Walt Disney World Resort because it's amazing. Or when you go to the Disneyland Resort because it's opening up up, out here, as I said, very, very soon. So that's our top five moments of 2019, Disney moments of 2019. We also had some uh, input from some of our listeners out on social media. Again, we appreciate all of you who have uh, given us some content out on social media. Start with Nick, who you can find on Twitter at TTA underscore team underscore lead. And he said his moments, his great moments of 2019 started off with personally being able to experience Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, a dessert party in Spaceship Earth. I didn't know they did dessert parties in Spaceship Earth. That's pretty cool. I know. Wow. I want to find out how to do that. Uh, Keys to the Kingdom tour, which we've done, and that is fantastic. I would recommend that to anybody who's a Disney fan, especially if you've been to the Walt Disney World Resort a few times. Right. Uh, Go do the Keys to the Kingdom tour. Uh, And experiencing Galaxy's Edge and watching Disney Plus, of course, some things that are also on our list. Uh, Dan, who... uh, 
reached out to us on Instagram. You can find him at High Noon Six One Nine. Uh, number five, he matched me. Avengers Endgame was his nice. five. Uh, number four was the Imagineering story. We both yes. love the Imagineering story. So good on Disney+. Plus. Uh, number three, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Almost made my <laughs> list. Directly. It was painful for me not to add it to my list of this. I should have cheated and added it as a yes. 5A or 5B <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Uh, Disney Plus and The Mandalorian, right. of course, both uh, we both love that. And uh, his number one was his first ever Walt Disney World visit. So it's always a great experience for someone. I know he, uh, he reached out to us and said he's looking forward to getting back there as soon as he possibly can. Finally, we also uh, had some input from Scott, who was on Instagram at SD Woody. And his number four was Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, Number three was Disney Plus, the chance to watch classic Disney movies like The Black Hole, (laughs) which uh, that is a classic. Yeah. Sort of a classic Disney movie. If you've seen it, I actually watched it the other day a little bit. I'm like, oh, I remember watching that as a kid and it seemed a lot better when I was a kid. But (laughs) still, nostalgia rules. It's kind of fun to check it out again if you haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, Number two is joining the Disney Vacation Club and planning our first trip, which happens to be next week. They seem so excited. So that's cool. cool. And number one was their first Disney Cruise Line line trip to Norway, which is something that is on our bucket list. It's something we want to do. And they sailed out of Dover. Dover, which we've sailed both in and out of Dover, and Dover is Love it. such a beautiful, beautiful port. And oh, I forgot one here. Number five, uh, Michelle's tips because she always <laughs> has the best tips. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> That's awesome. So thanks for all of you, especially Scott. Well, all of you yes. who chimed in and, and helped us out with our uh, five best Disney moments of 2019. If you want to, we still will accept more. If you want to chime in and and send them to us, email us or hit us up on social media. We'll add them in an upcoming episode of what's your favorite moments were. Yeah. So let's quickly, we're running a little long, so let's quickly get through the Disney stories of the week. And I'm going to start with the final 2019 box office numbers have been tabulated and the Walt Disney Studios has absolutely obliterated (laughs) the record total for the year. This straight from Deadline.com. For the calendar year, the Walt Disney Studios has posted a combined global gross of $13.15 billion across both Disney and Fox releases. Disney alone is uh, for more than 11.1 billion of that. Wow. Yeah. So the total represents more than $4.3 billion domestically and greater than $8.8 billion at the international box office. This just absolutely, like I said, obliterated the records. That was set by Disney, by the way, before this. Uh, In 2019, Disney has released a record six films from four different studios, surpassing the billion dollar mark globally. Those include Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, the live-action Aladdin, Toy Story 4, The Lion King, Frozen 2, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker should be there within the next week or so. It's like past $800 million now right. at this point, or it might be even $900 million at this point. It's almost there. Wow. That will be the next, the next billion-dollar film from Disney that debuted in 2019. Uh, included in, therein were two of the top 10 global releases of all time wow. which of course Avengers Endgame is the number one we discussed that right. a little bit ago uh, The Lion King also in the top 10 uh, ever cool. at the box office and seven of the top nine films of the year to date globally including Marvel Studios produced three of those top five films this year globally Avengers Endgame Spider-Man Far From Home which 
they split it kind of with Sony. Sony is partially behind that, but right. they Disney produced that, and uh, Captain Marvel. So uh, again, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right. a big part of all that. So. Uh, just amazing. Uh, I don't think we're going to see that again anytime soon. It was just an amazing slate of Disney films yes. that were released this year, all just smashing box office records. And uh, obviously this year coming up, they probably won't come anywhere near that, but I still see some releases that are going to come out and we'll give Disney some decent box office numbers. Yeah, some interesting and fun things coming ahead. But I don't see a, a slate of films coming up no. in the next couple of years that will come anywhere near that, but what a year for yeah. Disney. And thank goodness we own stock in that company. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, moving on, we'll get to some parks news. There is a new barbecue restaurant coming to Epcot and it will be represented by an iconic character Ooh. this from the disney parks blog regal eagle steakhouse craft beers and barbecue is the new fast casual restaurant opening soon at the american adventure pavilion in epcot the restaurant takes its name from the venerable sam the eagle yeah yes the muppet known for his patriotism and strict sense of duty and honor he takes all things seriously, and barbecue is certainly one of those <laughs> things. Uh, Regal Eagle Smokehouse will be the site for Sam's Centennial Cook-Off, a salute to all cook-offs, but mostly barbecue. <laughs> Guests will be the beneficiaries of this contest, described as a competition fit for all patriots and pitmasters, as it begins a variety of classic backyard barbecue selections from across the country to vie for Sam's top honor. And I was looking at some of the things they're going to have on the menu they have a kansas city smoked chicken a memphis dry rub pork ribs mm. a north carolina chopped smoked pork butt wow uh if you like a burger they have a grilled burger topped with barbecue pork and a fried onion ring that if you're a, uh, more of a vegetarian or a vegan they have a plant-based barbecue burger featuring a plant-based patty topped with barbecue jackfruit served on a vegan garlic toast oh, uh, they, they posted some of these pictures on the disney parks blog you can probably go find it if you want the food looks phenomenal and craft beers too what could be more american than that and that's sam it. the eagle i know we love sam we love sam and hashtag save the muppets that's right uh, monday morning monorail <laughs> it's looking like we're going to get a little more muppets uh in epcot yeah no it's great i mean it's it's going to be wonderful having that restaurant there and a fun fun character to associate with it so that's great yeah so his uh they say his uh, unmistakable visage will be part of the new decor as well as the logo for the restaurant and they will have some new Sam the Eagle Regal Eagle Smokehouse merchandise available for you as well so yeah I'm excited about it I know there's some people that are like oh you know the Muppets in Epcot oh blasphemy I'm sorry I think it's fun I'm excited for it the restaurant I was excited for to begin with I'm always excited for more things Muppets because I love the Muppets. So right. I'm excited for this. Well, you know, and some of the things that we've talked about in the past too is that sometimes uh, for especially smaller kids, there's less that they can, you know, connect with at Epcot. So building these characters into it as well, I think helps them enjoy it too. Right. Uh, I, that's the way I feel. But, uh, you know, I know not everybody feels that same way and that's fine. Everybody can yeah. feel their own way about these things. That's just personally the way I feel. And I think you agree with right. me. Right. Uh, moving on, just a couple more quick stories. One of our favorite dining spots at the Disneyland Resort is now a little more exclusive. We visited just yesterday. As a matter of fact, we were at Disneyland last night for the kind of wrap 
wrap up of the holiday season. They're closing down most of the holiday stuff, all the overlays uh, coming up here in the next couple days. Uh, so we wanted to kind of see that again. We also want to stop off at the Alfresco Tasting Terrace because yes. that's one of our favorite spots. Well, uh, starting today on uh, December, excuse me, December, where am wow. I? January 5th, 2020, not 2019, 2020, <laughs> uh, it is now exclusive for annual pass holders. Unless you're an annual pass holder or a guest with an annual pass holder, you will not be able to go visit the Alfresco Tasting Terrace at Disney California Adventure Park, But which is good news for annual pass holders like us. But right. I'm sorry for many of you that won't get to experience this unless you want to come and meet us at the parks, which right. we're all for at some yeah. point. So. You know, or if you know other annual pass holders too. Um, yeah, I mean, it's great that they're adding some additional benefits of being an annual pass holder you know that's a nice surprise to have that it and it's it is a great place to go you know catch a small plate or a glass of wine they also have five new cocktails that they've created that are released today uh as part of this new renovation of the place to have it be for uh annual pass holders and i did look online at them and they sound really fun so uh I would say if you have an opportunity to do that, that's great. Um, we love it too, just to, you know, kind of break away and have a way to sit down and relax from all the, the hustle and bustle, but you're still overlooking the park. So you can kind of be keeping, you know, in your mind that, hey, yes, I'm at Disney mm -hmm. Park. Yeah. It's a place that most people don't know exists. We've talked about it numerous times yes. on this show at various different episodes. It's one of our favorite spots in any Disney park to just sit down, have a small plate, like you said, mm -hmm. have a glass of Disney family wine or a cocktail or whatever right. the case may be. We've brought friends up there. We've brought family up there. We enjoy it very much. It'll be interesting to see what happens now uh, that it's annual pass holder mm -hmm. exclusive. Does that drive? Because it really, I, I have to say, it's kind of hidden. So not a lot of people knew about it. So uh, a lot of times it was pretty easy to get a table. Does that drive more people up there now as annual pass holders, knowing that this is kind of an exclusive spot for annual pass holders? Or does it, you know, make it even more kind of go by the wayside. It'll be interesting to see how it yeah. plays out over the next several months. I did notice that they opened up a little earlier than what they were doing. Mm -hmm. So that's good as well. There we go. So we'll be checking that out coming up here. I think we're going back actually next weekend. We'll probably check it out at least once or twice when yeah. we're there. So interesting stuff. Finally, one last quick story. Clone Wars season seven debuts on Disney plus on February 17th, twenty. 20 so we have about six weeks now if you want to if you haven't watched the clone wars which i highly recommend as a star wars fan if you love star wars uh the clone wars is a magnificent animated series that brings so much more depth especially to the prequel trilogy right. but to star wars in general uh or if you just want to rewatch it you have about six weeks left to check out the first six seasons to prepare for clone wars season seven which i'm very excited about yeah that's that's awesome yeah so that's it for the disney stories of the week however we never leave you without some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation something that might help you at the Walt Disney World Resort, the Disneyland Resort, Disney Cruise Line, whatever the case may be. And as you already heard from our good friend Scott out there, Michelle <laughs> always has the very best tips. So let's get right to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Oh, funny. 
so you people are so nice. Um, <laughs> so I think my tip was kind of inspired by thinking of, you know, like uh, New Year's resolutions. So um, my tip is more, you know, a lot of times I try to talk about how to have the best time at the parks. So mine is getting physically ready for going to a park, you know, especially if you're planning a family trip and it's, you know, months away, you know, take this time to really get ready. You need like a Rocky montage where yeah. you're like, you know, run down the <laughs> beach know, or run right? up a mountain and, you know, chase a chicken <laughs> or whatever, because that's yeah, really, that's kind of the physical toll that the actual going to the parks will take on That you. can be. I mean, definitely when you're in the parks, you are going to be walking a lot, you know, and so just getting physically ready so that, you know, you're not feeling quite as drained at the end of your trip is a good thing. Um, so, and you can do it fun, you know, make it fun. You can have either, you know, like weekly goals or contests with family members or the kids and everything. So, you know, try to get to that same result, but in a fun way. Um, and, you know, just get more acclimated to walking. We all can use more exercise, right? Um, you know, and the other thing to add on to that is when you are planning to go on a trip is to have some really good socks, you know, so you might want to look at what socks are, you know, recommended for runners. Uh, if you have any questions about that, you can talk to us because we, you know, we're big into socks and, um, but it can definitely make a big difference in having preventing sore feet or blisters. Footwear in general, shoes too. I mean, True. socks and shoes right. both. Uh, make sure, you know, I know that you want some stylish shoes out there, but make sure that they're worthy of something you might walk five plus miles in right. at some point. So my tip in essence is, you know, how to have a good time at the parks, considering that you're going to be on your feet a lot and ways to do that exercise and correct socks and footwear. Perfect. And believe me, if you've been to the parks, you know, Boy, you put in a lot of mileage on a day. If you, can, yes. it's always fun if you have something that keeps track of your steps on a daily basis. To you know, at the end of the day, just kind of check out and see how far you walked during the day. You'll be amazed at how much you've done. Yeah, I mean, it's not uncommon to do a, a half marathon on one right. day at the park. You know, <laughs> it's it's crazy stuff. But uh, so yeah, you want to be in shape for that, and it will wear on your body after seven straight days of doing that. I also recommend like somewhere in the middle of it, kind of having a day where you don't do that to oh, your yes. body can recover a little right. bit so uh michelle's tips always the best tip for <laughs> sure always always no question about that my tip is going to be another one i'm going to recycle because i think it's kind of interesting uh that we went again we went to the disneyland resort yesterday and you know parking is always interesting when you're going to the disneyland resort and i've mentioned this before there's a brand new parking structure out there it's called the pixar pals parking structure it's right next to the mickey and friends parking right. structure okay we love the Pixar Palace parking structure. And I'm going to tell you why. No, don't, don't. I know. I actually, <laughs> I, should I mention this again? Because uh, it's so wonderful. No one knows how to get to it, you know, <laughs> other than if they get redirected there from the Mickey and Friends parking structure. It seems like every time we go there, we know the route to get in now. And there's maybe one, maybe two other cars right. going to the gate to get into it. It's amazing. You know, when the, if you go to the Mickey and Friends one, you could be lined up there for five minutes getting yes. in and sometimes more uh, getting in there. Here's the key to getting to the Pixar Palace parking structure. When you're going to go park, and this is from Harbor, from Ball Road, coming off of the I-5 freeway, for those of you who know the Disneyland Resort, or if you actually you can come from Catella and go the other way, head like as if you're going to the Disneyland Hotel 
parking lot, okay? Right. Follow those signs. When you get to that, you'll, you'll take a right turn off of, I think it's Disneyland Drive is what it's called. You'll take a right or a left turn depending on which direction you're coming from that will lead you toward either uh, Disney downtown Disney parking or the Disneyland Hotel parking. On the right side is the Pixar Pals parking lot parking. It'll say theme park parking right there or an arrow directing you to it. Make a ride in there. You'll be amazed at how easy it is to get into this parking structure. Uh, no one there. Right. It's also a fantastic way. That's It's really updated. It's modern. They have counts now on how many parking spaces are available in right. each line. Um, they have green and red lights to show you kind of what might be open. Some of them are false positive. So just be aware of that. But a lot of times you'll be able to see ahead of you uh, when, if there's a parking space open for you, if you're coming later in the day or whatever, take advantage of it, go use that parking lot. You know, I, like I said, I, I, I love the fact that no one's doing it right now, but it is a wonderful way to park very easily. Yeah. It's funny that you, you were talking about the red and green. Cause I was going to mention that, you know, obviously when you're going in, when the parks are first opening, you have the cast members who are directing you to which row and making sure everybody lines up, you know, next to each other. But if you are going at a different time, you know, off time of the day and they don't have that, uh, methodology yes you can pick the row you want and you like you said it's so convenient to say okay I know I can go you know when you're getting ahead I, I know I have a couple options ahead of me which one do I want to take yeah so that makes it so phenomenally easy yeah it's great and it's it's easy if you were if you're either going to take the tram in or if you want to walk to downtown Disney through that way to get into uh, the Disneyland Park the Disneyland Resort uh, very convenient uh, again, uh, just think of going towards the Disneyland hotel parking. That is how the best way to figure out how to get there. And if you have any questions about it, please feel free to email us or hit us up on social media or whatever. And we'll be happy to answer how to park at this structure because it's, it's brilliant and magnificent. Yeah. So good tip. Thank you. Uh, that's it for this week. Uh, next week we are doing Date night at Disneyland. Uh, again, it's not a Hyperion Adventures podcast. If I don't sing at some point, uh, we are going to talk all about date night at Disney parks. Michelle has some great, interesting Ooh. things that we might be able to do or you might be able to do for a date night at Disney parks. Right. So whether it's going to be a date night for upcoming Valentine's Day or just something to look forward to as adults and you just want to kind of have some fun time together. We hope that we uh, can give you some new ideas, some uh, things to consider. Yeah. And we'd love to hear from you too. If you have any uh, tips for date nights, some things that you've experienced, some things that you hope to experience uh, with a date with your uh, significant other, with your special friend, whatever the case may be. Uh, we'd love to hear from them and we will share them on the show as well. Definitely. Yes. So that's it for this week. We appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you find podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our very own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Right. And we definitely love if you could take an opportunity when you do listen to our podcast, however you listen to it, is to uh, give us a review or our star rating. We really appreciate it. And for those of you who have done that, thank you so much. That's right. The people who have uh, given us reviews had a second entry into our giveaway today. So uh, they maybe that's why shots. there was a lot more papers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, we had a lot of 
people voting as well. Okay. So we did have a lot of people into it, but there's just a couple people had second chances to make it in just because <laughs> uh, they have given us a review at some point. Uh, another way to follow along with us is on social media. We're very active on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, you can always email us at HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. Right. And as we said at the beginning, please tell a friend. Please tell a friend about our show. And we really appreciate you. Thank you, everybody. Again, uh, you know, this is a new year, a new decade, whatever you want to think. We appreciate our numbers keep growing. Uh, we appreciate all of you that have followed us through the last year, through since the beginning, as a matter of fact. Thank you all for being along with us yes. on this ride. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you and we thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast we look forward to sharing some time with you again next week until that time I'm Tom I'm Michelle and we hope that you have a magical week